Hey, 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 what it do? Welcome back to the 59th Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Louie LaRocco, and tonight I bring on a very special guest. It's a cashier over at Stop and Shop. No better to bring on. We've had Gator on the uh, podcast a couple times as his cousin, and that's uh, Tommy Duran. What's going on, brother? Hey, how we doing, Good to be on. Yeah, I'm happy to bring you on to the podcast, you know, you know, it should be a nice episode tonight. And, um, you know, really just switching it up back onto that Marvel wave. I know it's a fan favorite for the viewers. So I wanted to bring up another, uh, you know, another superhero talk. And tonight's podcast is really just going to be on our own personal favorites, ranking our top 10 favorite, uh, you know, Marvel Marvel characters, superheroes to villains, it could be anybody. So I'll swing it over to Tommy to take the, the floor, and uh, let's hear it from 10 to 1, get into detail a little bit about it, and let's start it up. Let's see what you got. All right, so you want to go from... Um, yeah, we'll like, start at 10. Yeah, we'll start at 10, and uh, just give me who you got for number 10, and then tell me a little bit why you put them on the list. We'll do it like that. Word. So uh, let's preface this. Thank you. When I'm looking at the characters in the MCU, a big part of it for me is um, the story arcs in which each of them are aligned with. I think being how, considering how many movies there are, how each character has been able to develop from when you first see them enter into the universe. Oh, yeah. So after that conclusion's been, that's always the biggest thing for me. And I think it also, a lot of time comes down to the casting, which Marvel does a really good job of doing. Oh, of course. And, uh, the first entry on my list, the number 10, actually got Scott Lang, also known as ant Wow, that's a great pick. Wow. Yeah, I always, I think that first Ant-Man movie is very underrated. I do, I just love the story that they gave him and how he's got the struggle of his home life, his daughter, and he's just trying to get clean. That, that's a great pick. You know, Ant-Man and his movies are definitely overlooked. I'm going to agree with you on that. Especially even the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie had a great, you know, post-credit scene to it. I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. you know, yeah, when the Quantum Realm. Years. Yeah. It's a great movie. That's actually a, uh, that's a great pick. And I, you really, you know, guys, I, I don't really even thought, I didn't really even think about, you know, Scott Lang. He, had, he played a huge part with um, Endgame as well, as in the whole Quantum Realm was part, part of that yeah. movie. Yeah. I was saying too, I thought Paul Grubb was probably had one of the best performances in Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Given you're right. Combination of screen time and just the raw emotion that was shown in that. He was a big part of that movie. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's a that's a great number ten pick. Uh who do you got coming in at number nine? So number nine I went ahead, uh the Master of Mystic Arts, Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange. Okay, I yeah. Think. Stephen Strange, of I, course, yeah. He's probably has the most anticipated sequel for me at the moment. I think that the um, Into the Multiverse could be one of the best MCU movies to date. I like the part uh, at the end uh, where he's like, Dormammu, I've come to bargain. I mean, just a yeah, great character. Great. It's a great character, even the ancient one. I mean, that whole movie is so good, you know. It's right. such a, it's such a great movie. Yeah, for sure. And the thing with that movie is it plays such a pivotal part in the whole plot of Endgame mm-hmm. as far as going back in time and trying to, even though he wasn't there, the majority of it, uh-huh. they still had to add, they included the Ancient One and all the old talk about the timelines and stuff that all stems from Doctor Strange. Yeah, I, and another thing with uh, with Strange is, um, in my opinion, that is... Uh, Arguably the best Infinity Stone that he's got. It's probably the most powerful one, the Time Stone. Oh, 
Oh, it's, yeah, I agree, too, yeah. It's, Especially all the things he's able to do with it. Yeah. Infinity War, mm-hmm. that um, battle on Titan with all the different spells. That was just crazy. It's definitely, arguably, probably the, uh, the most powerful. I mean, it is just such a cool... It's just, I love it. It's honestly a great pick. Strange, I also had in my list. I'll give a little spoiler. Strange was actually number nine on my list as well. So, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, so we're, you know, we're thinking alike with that. Who do you got coming in at number eight? Number eight, I went ahead. So I'm going to put it out there right now that I'm a very big Guardians of the Galaxy fan. I'm with you on that one. I am with you on and that one. I honestly, like, if I had to rank all the movies, I'd probably put both those movies within my top ten just because I feel like mm-hmm. almost every chapter in those is just done perfectly. I agree, and yeah. number eight on my list, I have uh, Yondu. Dude, I love this list, man. I love, dude, I love this list. Wow, Yondu's such a great character. He plays a really big part, you know, in the second one. Um yeah, and he's got sure, he's yeah. got the great weapon with that arrow. You know, he whistles. Oh, that arrow is probably my favorite weapon in the MCU. And my favorite part about Yondu, one, his connection and relationship that we see across Guardians one and two with um Star Lord. Yeah, Star Lord. Yeah, the personality of his character that the personality that Michael Rucker brings to the table. Mm-hmm. As far as the accents, the speech, and everything, it's just perfect in my opinion. No, this I, that's such a great, great pick. Yondu is, um, I mean, you look at him, he's got this like bizarre look to him. And back onto the Guardians movies, I did a podcast earlier on this in the in the week on top ten movies. And yeah, I'm the same with you. My number two Marvel movie is actually Guardians One. I love that movie where they all meet up. Okay, great. I mean, it's. It's there, such yeah. a good movie. Me personally, I'll get your opinion on this in a second, but I'm not a huge Guardians 2 guy for the sole fact that I love Groot and I love Rocket, but I'm not a huge Star-Lord guy. I don't really like Peter Quill. And the second movie is basically just about Star-Lord and Eagle the Living Planet is dad. You know what I mean? So okay. I'm not a huge... You know, yep. let, let me get your opinion on that. What do you like more, the first or the second one? So, for a long time, I... I, I, got, I think I have rankings in movies somewhere. For a long time, I was a bigger fan of the first one. Mm-hmm. And then, it wasn't until recently, I'd gone back and watched the second one a few times. And the way just, my favorite part of that movie is the fact the emotional bond and that, that part of the plot they, they build between the parallels they draw to Rocket and Yondu. Mm-hmm. How they're both fighting for the same things as far as just like love and stuff like that. While they also both come off as cold-hearted and cynical, I think yeah. that whole story arc is just like family prevailing, and that connection that they all have to each other is just incredible to me. So for me, it's really a toss-up. Okay. The first one ought to be ranked highly just because that introduced all the characters to yeah. begin with. Yeah, I agree. But I just really love to. No, this is that was great. I mean, back to the Yonder thing. I love him at eight, and uh, that's another guy. I mean, not, not much, as much as slip in my mind, but doesn't come to my mind first but once you start talking about it he's such a sleeper character you know he's such a sleeper character for sure sure. so all right you know you had him at eight who do you now got coming in a little uh, a little higher at seven so at seven it looks like i'm gonna and this might be a little low form but i'm gonna put thor at seven okay talk a little bit about it thor thor to me I, i think chris hemsworth's a great actor I 
really appreciate what the Russo brothers and Taika Wahid were able to do with him. Spanning mm-hmm. from, from Ragnarok to Infinity War, he's probably the best character in the MCU. I could like agree. The transition from the first few movies of mm-hmm. his own to the later one, especially Infinity War. He, he was sick, dude. Like, anybody who went and saw that, that scene yeah. where he comes in the Honda, like, oh, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, no, he's, uh, I would say during that span from when he wheel, you know, from when he loses Mjolnir in, um, in, you know, the Ragnarok, and then when, once he gets Stormbreaker, he's probably the most powerful Avenger, I would say. He's yeah. just, yeah, he, I mean, he's the yeah, god of Avengers. thunder, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I love, like I said, I'm big on, like, the personal story arcs and stuff. I love the fact that he, he's literally somebody who, in this, movie universe has lost everything around him. Yeah, you're right. Once Infinity War hits, and he's fighting, he's fighting basically just for out of pure vengeance at that point, and as we see throughout Endgame stuff, he succeeds, but it does eventually take a toll. I know a lot of people were a little conflicted on how he was portrayed in Endgame. I actually really appreciate that as well, because it's very realistic to have somebody who has lost so much those are the effects, you know? No, I know. I mean, when I did my ranking of the movies, I'm not a huge Endgame fan for the fact of um, I enjoyed Infinity War more. So that's where it just differs for me. But um, I, I do agree with how, you know, portraying him as this big... He just, like, he goes into this depression, get gains all the weight. It's uh, f- because of what Thanos did, basically, in Infinity War. He goes into this, like, depression thing. I mean, were, were you a fan of Endgame? Um, I will say I do like Infinity War better. I yeah. think I have Infinity War like ranked as my second best movie in MCU, or maybe it might even be one. Yeah. But I was also a very big fan of Endgame, and for Thor specifically, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie was the dialogue he had with his mother back when him and Rocket went to um Asgard, and I just thought that that kind of tied up his story arc in the sense of like understanding why he was at the point of where he was at and mm-hmm. how important it was for him to you know he wanted to be on the front lines he wanted to be helping but these things were just holding him back all, yeah. all the loss Loki and his father and all, all this stuff so I agree I think that was a very big scene in Endgame and I did enjoy that movie overall alright so yeah Thor on I have him a little higher I'll get into that in a little bit. So what number are we coming up next to onto the list? We are coming up on number six. And for me, that's where uh, Thor's brother Loki Okay. Fly. Yeah, I love Loki. Loki's on my list as well. Talk talk a little bit about why you had him over Thor. It's very interesting. I look back and forth pretty consistently. I think Loki serves as such a great mix between villain and hero. Mm-hmm. And I very much enjoy the fact that Hero was the side he kind of went out on. Okay. Because I think he's also very crucial to the entire story of not only Thor, but all of the Avengers and the fact that he was one of the initial villains in that first Avengers movie, though he was hailing from Thanos' rule, he was also a very big part of that plot. And I think the fact that he lasted all the way Till Infinity War just goes to tell how important the character was and how much people enjoyed watching him. You know, and I always thought I was, um, you know, the thing with Loki, he's the master of deception. He's faked his own death, I believe, almost in every movie. So that's what I thought. I thought he was faking his death when, you know, Thanos guys, um, 
killed him in Infinity War, but he never came back. I thought yeah, I no, thought I he was uh, gonna fake his death like he did in, if you remember, Dark World and in the first 2012 Avengers done it. You know what I mean? Like that's what he's been famous yeah. for, the Master yeah, Deception. He's definitely not alone there because I know I think that, that was I think that was the assumption of a lot of people. It's like oh he'll be back in Endgame, and I mean. Yeah, they, we saw him in a different timeline. Same thing with Thanos. When yeah. they kill Thanos, he comes back as a 2014 version. So, you know. Yeah. That, yeah, I agree. I know he's one of those characters that wind up for Netflix series, so I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Disney Plus, I'm sorry, so I'm intrigued to see how that goes. Yeah, I'm intrigued as well. I, I'm a huge Loki fan. Um, I think his character is great, to be honest. Um, I personally enjoy the Thor movies. I enjoyed the first one when he meets Jane, Thor, and, um, you know, the, the main villain basically is Loki. Same with the Dark, the dark World. I mean, it, it, it's a great, um, he's a great character because if you also remember, he's not really the son of Odin, brother of Thor. He's, he's adopted. Yeah. So he yeah, was always, and he learned that he, yeah, he, yeah, and who was his parents? Was it the dwarves? Was it the ice giants? I forget who it was. It was, it was one of those. I know. I yeah. remember. Yeah, I remember the story. You remember I, that I, I movie? Yeah. Like the first four movies. And um, I want to. How do you feel about uh, Jane Foster returning for Thor: Love and Thunder? I know, dude. I always was thinking like, Yo, where is she? You know what I mean? So it was like, yeah, yeah. I really. And at one point, I was like, Is that Scarlet Witch? And I'm like, No, it's not, because I had the hair thing going, and I was just like, Yeah, she she played a huge part in the first couple Thor movies. Yeah, yeah, and it was weird because she did just kind of disappear for a while. Just disappeared, I, I think yeah. It's very interesting that they decided to bring her back. Yeah, it's going to be definitely interesting to see what really happens with that. And um, yeah. I mean, and, and what was the doctor's name? You know what I'm talking about? And then Loki um, like corrupts his mind, so he was working for him for the trying to get the Tesseract back, and he he was the he was that old uh, crazy guy. Oh, Doctor Selvig. Yeah, Doctor Selvig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was in the, he was actually, I enjoyed him in the first, in both the first Thor and Thor the Dark World, and he was a big part of Avengers, too, because he was eventually the one who helped, um, Black Widow close that portal up. Mm-hmm, yeah, you're right, yeah, you're right, I mean, I, I personally really enjoy the, uh, Thor movies, I really do, I'm not gonna lie, I, I do enjoy yeah. them. I do, too, I think, I think they're a little bit overhated, in a sense, I understand why people aren't a big fan of the Dark World, because it is a bit slow at times. Yeah. But I uh-huh. think you, if you look, when you look Very at like, slow. the whole, all those movies are important to the Thor that you get in Infinity War and in Ragnarok. Oh, not a doubt. I mean, it, I definitely agree with that. It, I think they're very overhated. And I think um, Loki, I'll have to bring you back onto the podcast for uh, a top 10 villain list. I think that's going to be a great one to do. We'll have oh, to do that sure, one. Definitely. Yeah, we'll have to do that one for our list because that there are so many villains, and Loki's going to be on that list as well. You know what I mean? Because he's played a great villain in those Thor movies. Yeah, no, he did, and that's why I think also the speaking because a lot of these villains in the MCU seems like they, you know, they do their movie, they have their time, and then they're usually defeated either within that movie or soon after. Mm-hmm. Loki's stuck around for a good amount of time. I know, you just think about, another thing about Loki, since, you know, there's just so much to talk about. Think about, like, he's got one of the most powerful weapons, as in that Chitauri Scepter. It literally is holding the Space Stone, you know, the Tesseract, like. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That was one of the very early introductions to, you know, the, yeah. the stones in general. Yeah, he's got the Chitauri Scepter, which I love. I mean, we can go on for Loki all day. You had him at number six. Now we get to the top five. Um, a little more serious yeah. on the list. Uh, what do we got coming in in the five? So charting in at number five, which I just uh, yeah, which I just recently found out isn't exactly up your alley. It would be uh, Peter Quill Star Wars. Wow. <laughs> well, how come? Talk a little bit about it. So my thing with one, I, I do enjoy Chris Pratt. I think I think he's a solid actor. Okay. I, um, with the way I look at Star Wars and the MCU is he's supposed to come off as just like almost like a loser in the sense that like you know he just kind of especially in the first movie you know he's a loner he does his own thing doesn't really have anybody around him mm-hmm. my favorite thing about Star Wars one else I love the inclusion of like classic rock and stuff yeah and, um, yeah no doubt no doubt yeah I, I just think the whole walking thing still but his his story arc of just finds rediscovering like care and family and the fact that you know he was abandoned so early from the death of his mother to just being brought by Yandu into space that for him just rediscovering those things and being able to build these like lifelong these real connections with other characters such as Gamora and all the Guardians, especially his relationship with Rocket's one of my favorites as well. Oh, yeah. I think he's the huge centerpiece of not only that Guardians universe, mm-hmm. but also in Infinity War, I think he really is the glue that holds a lot of that together as well. And I know a lot of people, you know, gave some flack, like for when they were trying to get the gauntlet off Thanos and he punched them or whatever. Yeah. But that's how, that's Oh, his character is man. That's that's how he is. Like it wasn't really out of the norm for him to do to react like that. But yeah, I, I I've enjoyed everything they've done with him. I, I think he's definitely one of the best characters in the MCU. No, I mean I I definitely respect all the opinion. I know a lot of people that love Peter Quill, and um, I would probably say he probably is the main character for the Guardians. He's the main guy. You know, yeah. I would say he's probably the main leader type thing out of that group. I'm excited to see, um, you know, if you remember from Endgame or whatever, Thor went onto the spaceship with them. So, you know, they were going to make the As Guardians of the Galaxy. As Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, yeah. So I'm excited to see what will happen with that. And, um, yeah, I am. Well, yeah. So, I yeah. Think, um, I think that movie. It could be an emotional one just because it could be, you know, a little bit of a conclusion for a lot of those characters. As yeah. Stories, so. I agree with you. I think I think it's going to be a lot of conclusions. And, um, yeah. I, 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 think it'll be, I think it'll be cool to see. I do enjoy the Guardians movies, so I don't want to hate too much on Peter Quill because, you know, you got to remember, I mean, that that's an iconic first scene with him dancing and, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, they brought that back. Uh, I would like to hear how uh, why you aren't so much a fan of them. I mean, really, just I mean, I'll be straight up. I'm I love the Guardians movie, and um, my favorite character from the Guardians is Groot, and that would be Rocket. A uh, very close second with Rocket. And um, the thing with Quill that I really don't like, um, it's um, it's really what got me was the second movie with Ego. 
And the first movie, I'm fine with him in it. I think he's funny and I think it's cool. But what really gets me with Quill is that the second movie is basically just about him and his dad, Ego the Living Planet. I don't like Ego at all. And um, I just, I really can't stand, I don't know, I really just can't stand uh, Quill. I, I just really can't. I don't know what it is. Like, I, no, I rather. That's an interesting I, I like the fact that, because I can understand, because Ego is a very unlikable character throughout that, mm-hmm. um, throughout oh, that movie. No doubt, yeah. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I rather, uh, like, when I'm talking about um, guys from the, you know, Guardians, I'm going to go with more of maybe like a Groot or Rocket guy. I think Rocket's funny. And really just Star-Lord being that, you know, that badass personality type thing, um, you know, and I felt, you know, you feel for him in the beginning where, when his mother dies from the cancer, you know, that opening scene in the first yeah. one. But, um, you know, overall, just, I mean, I'm cool with it being on your list, but for me, definitely will never see a Peter Quill reference on my uh, top ten favorite, no doubt. <laughs> so you had him at yeah. five. Who do you got at number four? Uh, at number four, I'll just mention real quick that I, looking back now, I would definitely include Rocket in this, though I didn't when I made it. So honorable, honorable mention, yeah, honorable mention, you could say. He's definitely one of my favorite characters. Um, at number four, we are gonna have Peter Parker, aka Spider Man. Spidey. Now, which one was your? Who was your favorite uh, actor that played Spidey out of all the films? Uh, so this is tough. I so I actually went back and watched the Dan Raimi trilogy again pretty recently. Okay. And to me, I because I know the debate is usually between um, Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland. Seems like Andrew Garfield kind of falls to the wayside a bit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it would definitely be, to, be between them two for me as well. I think it's just the if you, if you were somebody who watched those original Spider-Man at that time, then they definitely have a place in your heart. They mean a lot more to you than somebody who's maybe watched them for the first time, like, recently. Yeah, I agree. So, in fact, I do think that Tobey Maguire was great Spider-Man. I think the first Spider-Man is, like, practically flawless as far as the story goes, mm-hmm. with MJ and everything. Yeah. I'm also a big fan of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I do like the almost more, like, comic book take on him. And how they are trying to diverge a bit from the story that was used in the Rainy Spider-Mans and the Amazing Spider-Mans. No, I think the Tom Holland was cool too as well. Which uh, which movie did you like more? Did you like this recent one, the the Far Away From Home? Did you like the Homecoming? You know, what did you think for those films? I'm a big Homecoming guy. I, that was one of my favorite MCU movies for a while. I enjoyed Far From Home. Too. Um, okay. I like Jake Gyllenhaal a lot. I think he was a very good. He played a very good Mysterio. It was there was a lot going on in that movie, and there I was chance to watch it once. So it's definitely one that I have to see again. But there was a lot to digest at first, and I, I thought I thought I I enjoyed the movie. Of course, I do think there could. I I got a little bit higher expectations for the third one. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I do agree with you with the uh, with the Spidey on the list. Uh, for me, I thought um, he plays a great job being that um, kind of like that father-son thing with Tony. You know, Tony Stark with Iron Man. I think yeah, it's a great that's thing. that's one of my favorite elements of, of the MCU. I think that's a great thing that they had. It was very, like, sad for a true Spider-Man fan to see when he disappears in... Infinity War, you know, in Iron Man's arms, basically. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that part that had that had everybody reeling. I remember leaving theater, people were just kind of like in shock, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. The way the way the way that he did it on screen, everything. I I think the emotion they put into that was awesome. I know a lot of people sometimes go off on that. They they think that the, they tried to make him like an Iron Man Junior, and, and I could see that argument in a way. But also, I think. When you look at the small details and small moments in the Spider-Man movies and MCU, you can see that that when everything went back against the wall, it's still Peter Parker, and that character still shines through. Yeah, no, no doubt. I, it's a great. Uh, he's great. He's Spidey. You know, he's had a. Uh, yeah. He's like no, the high school kid. You know. So I have no problem with Spidey being up on the list. Now, was that number four or five? Spidey was that. That was number four. All right. So now, top three. What do we got here? Okay, so number three, uh, three and two are pretty interchangeable. Uh, I'll, I'll throw, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Thanos at number three. Mm-hmm. Love Thanos, dude. Talk a little. What, what's your favorite thing about him? Tell me. Thanos is just like really, really the perfect villain to me, and the most impressive thing to me, the reason why I, I think he's just like you, you have to appreciate him is because they, they. They went out on a limb, and they included, they made mention of him all the way back in the first Avengers, that, that there was a scene during the movie and the post credit scene. Thanos was there. So yeah. He looked a lot different once we got to him. He looked a lot better. That, they had that. That was the plan all along. And I think when you have a storyline so deep-rooted throughout your universe, and then the payoff is him literally being your best villain, that just goes to show the time and effort that was put into every script, every move that was made. It just that's that's part of the MCU success, and I think that Thanos is a great example of that. Yeah, no, I I love Thanos, dude. You when you start hearing mine, you're gonna hear some similarities with that. Uh, and there's no doubt he's probably number one on the villain list, just for the fact we're talking about a guy yeah. that he is the most powerful thing in the in the basically the mcu because of that infinity gauntlet that he had made yeah and his his mindset also i mean josh brown was an amazing job just every i feel like every line fan of says you could it sounds like a straight out of like a shakespeare play or something yeah like yeah i agree so menacing and it's <laughs> awesome. yeah he is like menacing that's honestly the perfect thing that you probably say but he's just like uh He's the most menacing, like, character. And then, you, you know, you look back to Infinity War, and you think Thor kills him. And then he's like, you should aim for the head, and boom, snaps his fingers, Bucky yeah, dot, you know what I mean? It's crazy. And then even the moments after that, after they show all a bunch of our heroes, you know, being to death, they show his face, and there's almost shock and regret in him doing that. Yeah. So you could, though he is cynical and menacing, like I said, and he's definitely like a dark character, there is a lot of thought and, you know, a lot of um, emotion that goes into the decisions he makes, which is part of one of my favorite scenes on Titan, his small confrontation with Tony Stark, where he tells him, like, he's not the only one cursed with knowledge. He understands, like, trying to promote a cause or an issue that others around you don't necessarily see and I think that's a really cool thing that they've added in MCU. I gotta agree with that. 
Thanos, I'm cool with him at number three. Um, so much great about, I would say, the best villain. Who do you got now? Uh, you said it was interchangeable. Who do you got number two? Number two, coming at number two is going to be Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America. Cat, that's um, the man. Yeah, I, he's, he's another one who's like a damn near perfect character, it seems. And honestly, I don't think there's not a single Captain America movie where I great lower than like I just think each one was done very well. I love the first Avenger. Um, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, which I heard you talk about on your episode the other day. Yeah. Just, you know, one of, the, one of the fan favorites as well. No doubt. And Civil War. It's pretty much, you know, although it's a bit like another Avengers movie, that one has one of my favorite story arcs of him versus Tony. Just all the yeah, no, Cap's, uh, it's crazy to look back. I mean, it starts with, you know, his best friend Bucky in um, the first Avenger is going into, you know, to fight for the war. And um, he's way too small. He's got the underlying health conditions. He goes in, he gets picked up by these, uh, it was that German doctor. And um, him and Howard Stark make him into this superhuman, you know? And yeah, it, yeah, no, they, 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 the serum and everything. So it's and it's insane. Proves to be the right, the correct choice for who deserves oh, yeah. to get that Yeah, you can just remember throughout the movies. Mm-hmm. He is number one. Yeah, I love Cap. He's on my list. Uh, very similar spot on my list. Uh, one of my favorite, actually not uh, not one of. He actually is my favorite uh, Avenger out of the uh, the main. But uh, that might be different for you. Let me hear your number one. I wanted to ask you real quick, what's uh, what's your favorite Captain America movie? Oh, no, oh, man, dude, this is so hard, because for me, it's like, honestly, the top three, besides Infinity War, could be the Captain America films, as in Winter Soldier, yeah. First Avenger, and Civil War. I mean, they're so good. Oh, that's a tough question. Um, <sighs> To be honest, I'm probably going to have to go with the First Avenger. I I like okay. the I like the Red Skull character. I thought I think he's a great villain. Um, and you know his little friend, you know that uh that doctor thing with the glasses. They think he gets killed. He ends up showing up in Winter Soldier inside the computer. Right, that was crazy. It's crazy. Holy hell! Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad you said First Avenger. I feel like a lot of people, I, and I don't blame them, like Winter Soldier is an incredible movie. I think the First Avenger doesn't get enough love sometimes. You know? I agree. Really did set the scene. Yeah, I, I did this thing. I've mentioned this on a couple weeks ago, but I uh, I did this thing over quarantine thing that I picked up was, I've seen all the you know Marvel movies, all 20-something of them, but I wanted to re-watch them in chronological order. So okay. uh, I saw it from, you know... The first one's the first Avenger, obviously, and then from there it goes Captain Marvel, and then from there it goes, you know, Iron Man yeah, sequel. Yeah. And um, to start off, you know, with, you know, because this is based in 1945, you know, the, the World War, it's, um, right, he's, yeah. he's a great character, and that's a great movie. Do you agree with that, being the best Iron, uh, Captain America film, or you think it's one or the other? Oh, I honestly, it's, I, I hate to like make a tie because I love Civil War too. Mm-hmm. I do I do put it between First Avenger and uh, Winter Soldier. I 
first thing you've got a special place in my heart because you said how you went back and you watched them chronologically. Yeah. A little tidbit. I I never actually watched any of the MCU movies till junior year of high school, so like two years ago. Yeah. And I started I started from the first Avenger, and so my first time watching all of them was chronologically leading up to Infinity War. Uh huh. Yeah. No doubt. I think I added a huge element of just like awesomeness to it, and the first Avenger was the first one I watched because that's how it goes, and. For that reason, yeah, no, First Avengers definitely, I, I would probably have to choose that as my favorite Cap film as well. It's just such a great film for so many reasons, you know, it's just such a great film, and, um... Yeah, especially the time being different, too, it also it just adds a different, you know, aesthetic to it, kind of. I completely agree, I do like Civil War, um, I guess we'll find out you one in a second, but I personally like... Captain America more than Iron Man, so that's why I like Civil War because I, I take Cap side. I take him and Bucky. You know, I take that side. Right, and um, yeah. I'm I might be wrong. Is this leading into your number one? Yeah, this is. And I'll <laughs> tell you what. I when every, I do, I watch I watch Civil War at least like a dozen times now, and I, I flip every time. My number one is in fact Tony Stark. Wow! Yeah, Tony. Oh wow. Well, how come? He's like, he's just, I, he's just the coolest fan character I've ever seen. And I mean, I'm a huge Rob Downey Jr. fan as well. But just the, his story arc, I just feel like is really the backbone of the entire universe, which I think proves true. I, I think Caps coincides as well. You could make the argument that both are equally as important. But I just think. For one, that first Iron Man movie kicking it off. Yeah, oh my god. The universe really relied on that movie. And Robert Downey Jr., his career kind of relied on that too. You know, he was coming off some rough times. And they they came out and they showed that superhero movies were going to be the thing moving forward. And I don't think they ever really missed with the Iron Man character. I just think from every line he said to just every moment and decision, you could see the conflictions with, you know, when he's wrong versus when he's right, you know, and this overlying wanting to settle down with Pepper and have his family and stuff and knowing that he's got the power, you know, to help, like, he needs to, this is his fate, whether he likes it or not. Yeah, and remember, in that first Iron Man movie, he's not even... He's not even dating Pepper Potts yet. It's just like, you know, his intern or whatever. Like, his, just his, uh, his worker. He doesn't start getting with her, I think, till the end of the second into the third. Yeah, and he was just, at that point, he was just, you know, he was a billionaire. And he was just part of, like, the, I mean, in the MCU, he's a big part of society. But he, he didn't have that purpose, which goes back. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if you remember the character, uh, Ho Yinsen. Yeah. First movie he's with in the cave. That line, "Don't waste your life," really becomes the model for him throughout the entire universe. Because at the end of the day, he didn't waste his life. He put his life out there to save the rest. And I think that growth as a character from someone who's very self-absorbed and still was throughout. Oh yeah. Who learned that there's a higher purpose than what he originally thought he was meant to be. And I just think that story in itself. Is I love the I love the part when 
there, I believe this is the first Avenger movie in 2012 when they're fighting Loki. And um, this is, I believe, right before, right after Agent Coulson dies. This is right right around this time. And Cap's talking with Iron Man, and he says, uh, so, uh, you know, who are you, Iron Man? And he's like, uh, playboy, philanthropist, billionaire, genius playboy, <laughs> you know. He's... Yeah, genius, billionaire, playboy, Blanche, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, he's, uh, no, there's no doubt, Iron Man. Uh, and his movies, I mean, he also goes against some crazy villains. You remember, I mean, he had the guy Ivanka. What was that guy's name? He had the tattoos all over him. I, yeah, yeah, I'm Mickey, yeah, yeah. He was a crazy villain. I mean, he had to. Yeah, that, Iron Man 2 is interesting because, I mean, he, that villain almost kind of came out of nowhere to me. I, I wasn't really familiar with any of that backstory. I did, my favorite part of that movie was just the, him kind of finding, like, all this information about, yeah. you know, how it started his father. Yeah. And just, I think that was another one of those moments where you kind of see him down and low, but he ultimately comes to realize, like, there's, there's a greater need that has to be taken care of. You know, all... And yeah, he does some crazy villains. You know, Iron Man 3... Yeah, um, that kid that he he turned yeah. down that kid at the at the New Year's party if you remember you know <laughs> yeah 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 it's such a great great movie trilogy uh, I love the I pick know. Iron Man number one and um, no I thought it was a very solid list I'll hop right into mine and I'll I'll kind of blow through because we had a couple similar ones but I'll start it off at number ten and this is a guy you didn't mention and uh and that's Bucky. That's Bucky. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Bucky guy, dude. What do you, What are your thoughts on Bucky? I like Bucky a lot. I think Bucky is very important to the fact that he's really the only thing that remains for Cap from you know his time from yeah. his previous life. Mm-hmm. And I think the ultimate just the show of respect and just like loyalty toward each other throughout the movies is a really cool thing. Because despite like all the past things that happened, Bucky Bucky gets a bad beat. Like he he he's locked up by um you know those other forces. Yeah, the Soviets they they take him. Yeah. You and, know you um, think that when when he falls off that thing, like um in the first Avenger, Captain America when he tries to save him, you're like oh he died, but he's actually captured and you know he loses his arm. Right. And yeah, it's yeah. by the Russians. And he comes in, and he's a huge part of one of the best movies. And one of my favorite movies in Winter Soldier, which that last scene when he's just beating the hell out of Cap on, mm-hmm. on yeah. top of that um, ship. And he's just like, I'm with you to the end of the line. And you can see all the emotions. Just like, you can picture the flashback. Yeah. And yeah. I just, yeah, no, Bucky's a great character. No doubt. I had to throw him on the list. Um, nothing bad I really could say about Bucky. And, uh, that leads me into my number nine, like I mentioned earlier, was the same as yourself, and that's, uh, Dr. Stephen Strange. And I could really even put this with a tie with, um, The Ancient One. I enjoyed The Ancient One. Yeah. She's, I, she's the great. The Ancient One's a very, I think, I keep saying important characters, and they all are. I think The Ancient One is, um, very different from any other character in the universe as well, just because of not only like the thought process and um, the dialogue and everything, but just that kind of sets the scene up 
beings or what, you know, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange is tapped and it's in this universe. And that's really built his mindset in Infinity War where his whole thing for that movie is I can't give up this time stone. I was sworn to protect it. Yeah. Eventually he makes the decision to give it up because he understands he has the foresight to see that Tony Stark would be the one necessary to fix this. And I like the uh, the eye of uh, Agamotto, you know? The eye of I Agamotto. That's a great, um, you know, yeah, it just looks cool. It's sitting on his neck. He opens it up. It's got the time stone in it. And um, yeah. it's a great, like, trait to him. He looks cool. You know, he's got the, you know, he was a doctor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I had him at nine. Eight, I had Loki. I had him a, a little lower than you, but like I mentioned earlier, Loki, I would say top three in the villains for the MCU, possibly number two. And just yeah. and just plays a uh, a great role to uh, I mean even if you remember I believe this was the Dark World movie at the end you think he's dead and um, and Thor goes up to Odin saying like you know we lost Loki but it was it wasn't even Odin it wasn't even Odin that he was talking to it was Loki who was transformed himself into Odin sitting on the throne like he's <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. That's another moment. I remember watching. I was like, "Wow, that just happened!" Like, yeah. Because so it's just in his nature. So there's no doubt. Yeah, you know, I got to put someone like that on the list. So I had Loki at number eight, number seven. You said you know you would have thrown him on the honorable mentions, and uh, that's that's Rocket Raccoon. I mean, Rocket's a yeah. great, great character, man. I mean, yeah. He, he, He's just funny, you know. You got Bradley Cooper playing him as the actor. He's a he's a funny character, and that leads me right into number six with his like best friend type guy, and that's Groot. I mean, Groot. He's had so many great. uh, I mean, we saw him as the adult Groot, then we saw him as um, yeah, baby Groot in the second one, and then obviously he's the teen in Infinity War. What was your uh, thoughts on on Groot? What was your favorite? uh, his favorite, I guess, transformation of him. I was gonna say I could see why you um you prefer the first Guardians too because I think that was probably the best rendition of Groot. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, towards the end when he just you know when he, he goes that thing around them. Yeah, he basically he saves everyone. That's the first like real like sacrifice for the entire team that's made. Yeah, and I think that that really solidifies that bond between the Guardians. I and think... Groot's a great character. Groot's another great character. I mean, and then uh, another thing that I love about him was, um, if we remember in Infinity War, you know, his relationship with Rocket, he's playing the video games when he's the teen on the ship. And, you know, you remember Rocket's like, get off the thing, I'm gonna break it into a million pieces, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's just they have a great relationship, so I had to put them hand in hand. Number five, we have your number one in uh, in Tony. Okay. I got Iron Man at five, 
and I actually put a slash next to this because I always put them hand in hand, and that's from their uh, their times in the Iron Man movies, the trilogies, and that's um, no other than Iron Patriot, aka War Machine. Okay. You know what? Um, what are your thoughts on War Machine? Who did you did you prefer um, Don Cheadle or um, the original actor whose name I'm blanking on at the moment? No, I like the new guy. I like the I I didn't yeah I I didn't I yeah you know that's actually you bring up a great point because you're you're right it's a different actor from the first one to the second one. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. Like the only that is like yeah the only time that's ever happened is with him and hulk it's happened with hulk a couple yeah. times that also happened with um though he his appearances in that big red school actor actually yeah. changed from yeah the to infinity war and um you know I, I i like them both though like i said i have tony but they they're always hand in hand and um i had you know if you remember they call him Iron Patriot because he's got the suit, which is like the American flag on it, and then he changes yeah. it to the black suit, just you know the normal default colors. And um, I, I have no problem with putting a guy like War Machine on the list. Uh, I lead right into my number four, someone we didn't bring up, and um, that's Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, on Natasha, Natal? You know. From a um, physical standpoint, Black Widow is nation now, but um, both ways. I, I think I, I enjoy Black Widow as a character. I can't wait to see that movie coming out. She's going to have her movie. Yeah. Oh, so I thought it looks, really, it looks really good as far as the action. I think she's a great character. She definitely came to mind when I was making this list. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had like a top 15, I'm sure she'd be on there. Yeah, I, I mean. Think she's 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 not only important just because she's part of the original I think also her performance in uh, Endgame was one of my favorites I uh, I liked what she did with um, you know if you remember she sacrifices herself basically in Endgame yeah. when that leads me into like I had a I had a tie break with Black Widow and um, and you know her you know goes hand in hand with um who didn't go over you know um you know, Arrow, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he, um, that he was going to jump off and then she jumped off instead. And, um, it was similar to what Gamora did when she went off from Thanos, you know, Hawkeye pushed her off. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm not a huge Hawkeye guy type thing, but, um, I liked Black Widow and her, and her acting with the, uh, the Endgame movie. It's, it's said that she ended up dying. I wonder what the movie's really going to be about now. Is it going to be a backstory, you know? Yeah, I think that's what's supposed to be. I will say that, yeah, that scene in, um, that scene in Endgame where she does sacrifice herself is definitely one of my favorites. And that, that movie gave me a new appreciation for Hawkeye, who, up until that point, I always thought it was cool, but I think he was definitely one of the best performances in that movie. Yeah, no doubt. So I had her at four, three. I had my guy Thor. I mean, just, I mean, I yeah. just, you know, he he's got arguably the best weapon besides the Infinity Gauntlet and the he had Mjolnir and then Stormbreaker. Which one did you like more, Mjolnir or Stormbreaker? Ooh, um, they're both great weapons, you know. Even a great scene when Cap picks up Mjolnir in the last movie. Yeah, that that was just incredible. I, I like Mjolnir a lot because I feel like when you think of Thor, you just think of the hammer, but the way Stormbreaker, just the 
scenes it was in in Infinity War, the way it came into Wakanda like that. Mm-hmm. I, I just think I was just epic. So I, I would probably go Stormbreaker. And the cool thing with Stormbreaker, you know, the you know they make it from the the, the dying center of a star, and then um, they didn't have a handle for it, so they use Groot's <laughs> arm. Yeah, you know, that's a great scene as well. And that's Teen Groot doing that. So that just shows, I mean, he's always sacrificing himself. Teen player type guy. Yeah, no, that's that's true. And that was even Groot really was kind of like just minding his own business throughout Infinity War. But when the time came, they needed him. That, that, was, that was a huge part of getting into that Wakanda battle and stuff. No doubt. I had uh, Thor 3. Now number 2, I had none other than Steve Rogers, you know. Great, great actor, you know Chris Evans. Yeah, this, I, I mean, gotta watch work. Yeah, you know I would. He, we, we like, like we said earlier. I mean, n- nothing really bad you could say about Cap. Even his movies are probably they're all in the top five of all time Marvel movies. Just his three movies that he's made involving Captain America. So. Yeah, no caps. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you really can't say anything bad about him. And then um, number one. I had a tiebreaker because I literally cannot choose who I like more. And that's a tie between the greatest villain in Thanos and um, in the complete other spectrum of it, Nick Fury. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like- Nick Fury. <laughs> what are your thoughts about that? Nick, well, Samuel Jackson's like one of the greatest of all time. He's just, you know, there's no doubt. So many classic films. He, he really does. He is another one of those, like, I, I would say that one of those glues that holds a lot of these characters and the story together because he is, like, that overarching, almost becomes a father yeah. figure when he used the Avengers. No and doubt, I yeah. He, he crushed everything he was in. He was built in Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, I just really enjoy Nick Fury. I was never a huge Agent Coulson guy. Um, I'm also not a Captain Marvel fan. That movie that came out last year, two years ago, I I can't stand actually the Captain Marvel movie with the whole Kree Empire and the scrolls. Wasn't a yeah, fan of that. I, I went and saw that. I went, it falls pretty low on my list. Yeah, that might be actually the worst. Probably, but, but I um to be to your point though, I think probably the best part of that movie was um Cherry. Yeah, Fury and his whole thing with Goose, the cat, and, um, you know, yeah. he talks about how the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. That was always his, his you know, slogan thing, and then we find out that he lost his eye from the cat, you know, Goose. Yeah, which was not what I expected at all. Yeah, I know, I thought it was just so funny and random, but um, yeah, I had I had like Fury that. on it. I had Fury on it next to Thanos. Um, Thanos, man. The reason why Infinity War is not just my favorite Marvel movie, but probably top two, top three all-time favorite movies, just in general, because I like yeah. I like Thanos. I just like the bad guy in the movie. No, you could do a whole episode alone on Thanos. Thanos is just like, man, he was like no villain I'd ever seen to that point. He drew, I know he drew a lot of comparisons at the time to Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. Because there was 
Well, yeah, of course. I I think one thing that we really found out about Thanos in Endgame was that his 2014 version was much stronger than we actually thought it was. Because in that 2014 version that comes back, because if you remember the opening scene, Thor kills the modern-day Thanos. They sneak up on him and they cut his head off. So they have yeah. to go back in time and stuff, and that's when the th- that 2014 Thanos comes back. And I don't think anyone really realized how strong he actually was. I mean, we're talking about someone that was... And even that weapon. I mean, we think about strong weapons as in Captain America's shield. I mean, that weapon. Yeah, like his weapon that he was bringing out, like a sword-looking thing. It was basically stronger than the vibranium shield. Like, he was knocking stuff around with that thing. Like That was the one thing that I really took away from it was Thanos, with the gauntlet, is no doubt... The strongest we've ever, strongest being we've seen in modern MCU, and I would say behind him would be you know all powered up God of Thunder Thor, but um I would I would say that 2014 Thanos ranks pretty high. Yeah, for sure. And he was I strong. Also, I know because I guess people just didn't really expect it because you know we've seen him with the gauntlet, obviously. One to have the power to even wield that gauntlet, you have to be pretty strong. Yeah. And I think also just him having the gauntlet, like, almost distracts you from the fact of how powerful he actually is with that character alone. Just think about it. He, he's so powerful that, um, you know, yeah, he got burned from it, but it literally killed Tony Stark. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so. It, it, it did, it did a number on the Hulk, too. It did a major back. number on the Hulk when he did it. Yeah. To bring everyone back. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 100%. I mean, let me just bring this up before I get into the rapid fire se- uh, segment. And neither of us had uh, Bruce Banner on our list. Yeah, he was, um, the, he was, I guess he could probably go as another you know, let me ask, what was your opinion on his uh, his endgame being? And, you know, being both the brainy guy and the Hulk? I thought, yeah, I thought that crossover, I will give them credit. To, I, th- I thought it was, like, a pretty interesting idea, pretty creative. Not something I expected to see. Mm-hmm. I I would have loved for just the Incredible Hulk to have one more, one more moment where he just went and, like, tried to just beat the hell out of Thanos. Oh, yeah. Way back from Infinity War. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice to see. I did I do like the just from dialogue perspective and how the character, you know, was looking at this fight that they were faced with and how he was also willing to make the sacrifice play to snap and attempt to bring everybody back. I mean my favorite Hulk moment, probably out of his whole MCU career. I mean, in my opinion though, the Hulk movies are downright terrible the hulk one two i mean the i mean they are terrible i mean yeah they are terrible that hulk number two movie where it's not even mark ruffalo it's some other guy it's terrible yeah yeah. Yeah, no yeah but anyway my favorite thing was in the 2012 avengers movie when um you know he turns around and uh, I forget who says it to him. I think it might have been Fury. It might have been Cap. And they're like, all right, this is a good time for you to Hulk up. Like, get angry. And he's like, that's my secret. I'm always angry. And he just hulks yeah. up out of nowhere. <laughs> that was, that's definitely one of the best moments in the MCU. And I like um, 
faults of Tony Stark in that, which this connects back to a waiter when he was talking to Loki and says, We have a hope. Yeah. And Loki uses that same line against Thanos from the beginning of Infinity War. Yeah. That we have the Hulk and he comes in and that's when they fight. Yeah, you're right. The Hulk had some cool moments in the Avengers movies. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he'd probably be an honorable mention along with some other guys. But um, yeah, that's basically wrapping up both of our lists. Both pretty similar and um, pretty... I thought they were pretty solid. And um, this leads me right into... Uh, it's called the rapid fire segment. So I'll explain it really quick. Uh, I got about uh, I got about six questions here. I think about seven. And um, really simple. I exit to you. Get a little background music playing right here. A little time to blow. And... Um, here we go, a little bit of that, and um, it's simple. I'll ask you these questions, and you got three seconds to answer it. Sounds good? Yes. So uh, I'll start this off with a nice, easy one. Mets or Yankees? Yankees. What would you rather see, a Yankees World Series win, or would you rather meet Flatbush Zombies? Oh, uh, Yankees World Series win. Wow, that's a good one. Um, what do you like more? Did you have a better time so far over at uh, Stony Brook or uh, high school over at Sage East? Um, high school is back just having all my friends there. Alright, so high school guy. Um, who do you like more and give me a reason why? J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar? Oh, damn, you're killing me. <laughs> uh, Kendrick Lamar just because he was my first, he put me on the raft. And what's your favorite song by Kendrick? My favorite song by Kendrick, probably, uh, How Much You Dollar Call. Alright, I respect it. We got a couple more. What would you rather do, have no work at all, or keep it up at Stop and Shop? Uh, keep it up at Stop and Shop, I'm all about getting paid. Yes sir, the money's coming in nice. What's got better food, Applebee's or B-Dubs? Uh, ooh, B-Dubs. I got two more food questions. What are you more into, pizza or burgers? Ah, uh, pizza. New Yorker, man. New York, baby. And uh, last one here. What would you rather have, a nice homemade baked dish of lasagna or a nice little taco Tuesday night? Ooh. I mean, my mom makes some killer lasagna, so shout out to her. I'm not to go to lasagna. I'm going to agree with that. There's nothing like a nice lasagna. That leads right into the final uh, piece of the podcast coming up right on that hour for Spotify. And I want to say, brother, thank you for coming on, Tommy. Yo, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're definitely, I'll have you back on this week as in uh, preview. We're going to be talking top 10 Marvel villains in the history of the MCU. Yeah. That'd be a good one. I'm looking forward to it, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. So thanks for coming on, Tommy. Thanks for tuning in for the Daily Podcast, 59th Avenue. And always remember to the viewers, that's life. And...